Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 6, titled Moore's Prematura. Uh, yet another excellent, excellent episode uh, that provides a really, really fantastic uh, acceleration of a lot of these grander stories. A lot of these more macro stories. So Root becoming Analog Interface... That pays off in a big way. Uh, Collier's group that we got a little tease of in episode two. Uh, that starts to become a bigger threat. Like, this really, really does start to become a big turning point in this season for a bunch of reasons. Uh, but we'll start off by talking about our new number. Uh, Sloan. Played, by the way, by Kirk Ace Veto. Charlie Francis from Fringe. I love this dude. He's great. He's awesome. I'm so happy he's in an episode of this. Also, by the way, not the first time we've seen him on uh, Television Archive. Uh, He has been in Band of Brothers. He was a major, major character on that series. So, a little return appearance from uh, from this dude. God, I want to... I want to do a season on Fringe so bad. Hey, listeners, stop voting for other shows over Fringe in the poll. Let me have my Fringe. Jesus Christ. Anyway, we have this dude. Uh, He is an estate investigator. Basically, when uh, a body drops and it seems like this person has no next of kin, he goes in, pokes around their lives, and finds someone. And finds a next of kin. Finds someone they're attached to. And Finch has gone undercover with him. Uh, He follows him around a bit. Uh, And finds out that... And by the way, uh, he is very adamant that Reese should not get involved because uh, he is tasked with tracking Shaw. Who has been captured by Root, as we know from the last episode. More on that later. But Finch finds out that he's digging into someone who is not one of his cases. Who is not involved in any of his cases. Digging into someone who recently OD'd. And we find out, after Finch does a really, 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 really terrible job of stalking this man. And gets discovered almost instantly. We find out that Sloan is this guy's brother. Uh, this guy is a foster kid who grew up with his family. So they are foster brothers. And apparently, uh, he got into hacking and then dropped off the map. 
And now we don't know what happened to him between when he lost contact with the Sloans and when he OD'd. But Sloan believes he was murdered. For one thing, uh, this kid was very adamant ever since he was young that he would never do drugs. Because it was like a drug operation that killed his birth parents. So... He's staying away from that entire deal. Also, his apartment does not look like that of a junkie's. Like, there's a big TV, expensive watch, uh, all the type of stuff that would get pawned immediately to, to, uh, to get a fix. And there's no computers, no tablets, no phones, no nothing of that nature. What kind of hacker doesn't get a computer. So, clearly, someone killed this man to cover his tracks. And Finch is immediately convinced by this. Like, yeah, this makes all the sense in the world. Uh, They find an address for a storage unit. So they go there. And it's completely empty. Like, wiped down with bleach and all that. But they find another storage unit. Set up in the same way, like, mysterious man, no one knows who the owner, uh, no one knows what the owner looks like, uh, paid a year in in advance, all cash, and all that. Uh, New storage unit, same MO, purchased almost immediately after the brother died, and the original storage unit was bleached. So, we go to that storage unit, and we find, after shining a black light on the wall, like, it's empty except for all of this hidden writing. That's, like, just some giant code, some giant cipher. And I love this sequence where we find out there's a camera in the storage unit, and a very clear mechanism to deal with intruders. To lock them in and pour gasoline all over them via the sprinkler system and then light them on fire. Which is exactly what is happening to Finch and Sloan. Reese, however, ignoring Finch's original orders, is able to save them at the last possible second, get them out of there. And now, we finally make the connection. This writing on the wall is very similar to what we saw before with Collier and his hacker group. Which, by the way, we finally get a name for this group in this episode. Vigilance. Vigilance is this group's name. The... Goal of this group is to start a new American revolution. And they're really, really obsessed with, like, the American revolution. Like, they're really, really obsessed with all the iconography of the revolution, all the big players in the revolution and all that. Uh, The two different aliases that were used to get those storage units were American revolution generals and all that. Like, they are really, really American revolution obsessed It's just now, it's freedom from, like, the tyranny of surveillance and all that. 
So we have now tied them to this group. We have figured out that his brother, Greenfield is his name. Greenfield was a part of it. But then maybe wanted out. And when he when he tried to get out, the theory is they killed him. And so now what we have to do is break this cipher. Now the cipher requires a key, like a book or something, uh, that would be in Greenfield's apartment. So Reese and Sloane go back there. And they find this book. Uh, American Revolution book. Of course it is. And they use it to break the cipher. At this moment, members of Vigilance show up. Collier shows up. And attacks Reese and Sloane. Uh, captures Sloane. And they escape before Reese can catch up to them. So now Collier has Sloane with him. And we find out, after breaking the cipher, that they have plans to kill Greenfield tonight. Wait. What? It, didn't they already kill Greenfield? And set it up as an OD? Didn't that, didn't that happen? Wait a minute. How is... What? Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom... <laughs> While all of this is happening, we have this adventure with Root and Shaw. That plays out in such a magnificent way. First off, there's the obvious. Um, Shaw hates Root. Shaw has a disdain for Root. Because, like, the first time they met, Root definitely captured her. And Root definitely interrogated her. And Root definitely almost got her killed. So she is not a fan of Root. But now Root's saying, like, look, I had to tase you. I had to capture you and all that. You would not have come willingly. The machine has a mission for us. We need to work together. And eventually, after much, much, much convincing on Root's part, uh, Shaw agrees. And there's actually this great moment where Root, to prove that she's in contact with the machine, just regurgitates Shaw's origin story to her as it directly came from the machine. And there's enough to convince Shaw, like, okay, she's in contact with the machine. We then have Root and Shaw get sent on all of these seemingly random errands. Uh, we go see, like, some weird statue. And Root's like, when you see this, think impact. You... You go to that. Root tapes an envelope to, like, a park bench. To the bottom of a park, of a park bench. Uh, they go underground, this tunnel, and, like, blowtorch a freaking um, a freaking grate open. And then they go to this CIA pickup site. Where Root is like, hey, I have the package, come get the package. 
to the CIA, and the package is her, apparently. And this is why she needed Shaw. Because while Root is captured and being held prisoner, Shaw can be the convincing government lady, uh, can convincingly be random government agent in charge of this pickup. And I love the dynamic from here on out where Root is still in contact with the machine and is giving Shaw these bits of information to use in her interactions. Uh, She gives her the pin that she's supposed to use to verify the pickup from the machine. When uh, Root is being uh, shoved into into uh, into the cell, and Shaw has to confirm with this, like, chief interrogator. Root says all these seemingly random things. And it ends up being, like, some confirmation factors. And then when the dude gets suspicious. And his, like, encrypted radio is on the fritz. Shaw, to gain his trust, is able to say, like, here's how to fix it. Saying all the things that Root said to her, seemingly randomly. And all of this starts to fall into place. When right in the cell next to Root comes Greenfield. Who is alive. Turns out he was not killed by uh, Vigilance. As they thought. Vigilance is trying to kill him. For sure. But. They didn't do it yet. Vigilance. Is waiting for an opportunity. Because this guy. Cut a deal with the government. Cut a deal with the feds. Like hey I give you all this information. You give me a new life. And the feds were like. Cool 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 cool. Counterpoint. We arrest you right now and put you in a mobile black site so we can interrogate you forever. And that's what they do. So, the circumstances of the death were faked. Turns out the death itself was also faked. So, we were only half right up until this point. And Root apparently is there to rescue Greenfield. Root is apparently there to rescue this man. And so we get on this transport that the CIA is riding through New York with all these prisoners, including Root and Greenfield, in tow. The vigilance guys, with Sloan having been captured and getting this great interrogation scene with Collier and, uh, and Sloan, where Collier does drop the bomb that brother's alive. We have Reese, who was able to uh, find out from Finch that they have the exact intersection where this is taking place, so we can still save both Sloan and Greenfield. Like, all converging on this one intersection. Shaw sees that statue from earlier and thinks, huh, impact. And then immediately he's like, oh shit, impact. And then that's when Vigilance attacks. And we get this big 
epic final confrontation uh, with, like, Root and Reese and Vigilance and uh, all these people. Just clashing, clashing, clashing. There's this big gunfight that breaks out. Everything that Root and Shaw did up until this point now starts to fall into place. Underneath the park bench, she gets the earpiece that the that she said it there in an envelope earlier. So now can get directions from the machine. She takes Greenfield and takes him underground through this grate that they blowtorched open earlier. And she's like, hey, here's your new identity and all of that. Here's what you need to do. And when Greenfield asks why Root is helping him, Root's like, I'm not entirely sure, but my best guess, you're necessary. This is our third category. Root was talking about how there's a third category of numbers now. There is relevant which is what the government does, irrelevant, which is what Reese and Finch do, and now there's necessary. <laughs> I like. And I especially also love this moment where, like, Sloane and Greenfield, like, just see each other for, like, a second and, like, they just kind of lock eyes and, like, they both see, like, oh, we can, uh, we can see each other again and we're both okay. Sloan can see that his brother's alive um, in the midst of all this chaos. It's this nice little moment. And then there's this fantastic standoff between uh, Reese and Collier, which Collier resolves by shooting Sloan and then running away as Reese helps him. That's uh, that's one way to get away, I guess. And Root has this great standoff with a couple of Vigilance guys who then get shot by Shaw. And then Shaw walks up to Root and punches her in the face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all of it's great. All of it's amazing. All of it's fantastic. I love how they resolve this. And we get this nice little final moment with Sloan. Where he's got the watch. A little memento of his brother. He's happy knowing that he's okay. Uh, We get this like one brief 30 second call from Greenfield's new life. Saying, hey. Uh we're all good, and saying, like, final goodbyes and all that. It's really, really nice. Uh, we also, the entire time this is happening, we get this minor subplot with Carter dealing with HR, continuing to manipulate her new puppet. By the way, weird timing between this podcast and the real world that we are getting, like, because this week is, like, the big, like, this is where the HR stuff, like, escalates to its highest, its highest peak this week. I find it interesting that we are dealing with that. We are dealing with, like, the climax of a storyline, of a multi-season storyline of literal corrupt cops. A literal gang of corrupt cops doing stuff, manipulating the system for their own gain. As we're having a national conversation about police brutality and abuse of power by law enforcement... 
uh, in the midst of all this insanity we have in the um, in the real world. I just I find that very interesting. I find it very interesting. Like very weird timing. Obviously, did not plan it like that. Um, but it actually it actually does work out. Also, Black Lives Matter. Uh, so anyway, with that real world situation on the side there. We get this great subplot where Carter is, like, observing, like, her partner's HR activities and forcing her partner to, like, report back to her for everything and surveilling him. And we see, like, a little, little minor story where this dude is picking up, like, HR protection money. And he's spouting us like, oh, it's all, it's loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Uh, that's what it's all about, and these are good people, and we're maintaining order and all that. And Carter's like, no, no to any of that. What are you talking about? And then we get this meeting between our rookie and Simmons, who apparently did not go down for that whole drug thing, as he should have, uh, clearly, uh, wormed his way out of the system yet again. And Simmons just gives this dude a dressing down, like, hey, this dude is skimming off of our protection money. You should have trusted him less. You need to learn the difference between knowing somebody and trusting somebody. You gave him too much of a free pass. Here's... Now we gotta teach you a lesson. We showed up. Killed him. He's in the trunk, along with a shovel. Dig a deep grave. And now he's kind of disillusioned of, like, the whole HR order and all that. It's all about loyalty. And is finally starting to side with Carter of, like, oh, this is all bad. And he reveals to Carter that he's actually Russian. And has ties to the Russian mob. HR, apparently what they are doing is... Stacking the police department. Stacking the NYPD with Russian mob. They're getting Russians to stack up the NYPD and start working for HR to strengthen the bond between the NYPD and the Russians and have more of a stranglehold on New York. So yeah, there's that. And then there's this ending... Where apparently Finch has Root imprisoned in this giant Faraday cage where she can't talk to the machine. And Root keeps saying like, hey, no, you're going against the machine. The machine wants me out there dealing with these necessary numbers. I'm supposed to be following her orders. You're going against her wishes right now. And Finch is like, yeah, I don't trust you at all. You're staying here. I don't give a crap. You're dangerous. And just like leaving Root to rot in this cell. And that's where we are. 
Good God, this episode is fantastic. Good God, this episode is so freaking good. So, yeah. Man, I already kind of teased this a bit, but this week... Oh, boy, this week. It is... Get ready for these episodes. It's insane. It really, really is. It goes to some crazy-ass places. And it's maybe one of the most pivotal weeks. It's maybe one of the most pivotal... Pivotal? What? It's maybe one of the most pivotal collections of five episodes... We have talked about it. Like, this week of the Television Archive Person of Interest season is going to be the most stacked, the most dense we have had ever from the moment we started talking about this show. So, get ready for some craziness. I'll just say that. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up over there once every month. Uh, probably later tonight, actually, I will be doing an episode on Deep Blue, the film version of the Blue Planet. So I'll, I'll be discussing that, uh, diving into that whole deal. Never seen it before. Gonna watch it as soon as this goes up and start working on that television archive supplemental. So that'll probably be over there in a few hours. So by all means, become a patron, patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, and you will get that. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 7. Talk to you then.